Sam Merrill, one of the actually, excuse me, in my opinion, and I'll say this very boldly to everybody who's listening, I the mean, greatest true. basketball Aggie player ever to touch the court and a don an Aggie uniform joins us here on the Full Court Press. Sam, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great. Great to hear from you guys. How are you guys? Uh, we're good. good. We're doing well. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Sam, uh, I, I guess i ask you now, what's the update on your life? What's the 411? Well, it's pretty pretty boring for me right now. <laughs> um, as some know, I got I got ankle surgery six weeks ago. Um, just have had a series of chronic um, ankle sprains that have somewhat limited me not didn't limit me too much in college um i I had quite a bit in college but never never any serious ones um and then just over the last year and a half i've had three or four pretty serious ones all in the same ankle and uh, i just had the last one in in november and because of all those sprains, i had a bone spur that got developed and that kept me from even getting close to back to playing. So we decided to do a, a surgery to get the bones removed. Um, and at the same time decided to get the, the ligaments in my ankle reconstructed. So we did, we got both sides con- reconstructed, which is pretty rare. Um, oh my, gosh, my ankle was in yeah. pretty bad shape. Um, so got that about six weeks ago. Rehab's going great. Uh, just got out of the boot this week. Um, it's supposed to be about a four or five month rehab. So I hope it be good to go by April, May. And, but yeah, I'm just back in Memphis rehabbing right now. So not a lot going on. Sam, if I can ask flashback, you go from winning a mountain West championship, that team, you go to the NBA, you get drafted by the bucks and then you win an NBA championship. What was it like being on that team? It, it was a great experience. Obviously very, very different circumstance for me being you know a guy playing at utah state and then hardly playing in milwaukee but i thought it was just it was such a good experience for me as a rookie most rookies don't even play any anywhere if you're on a good team you're probably not playing as a rookie so it was a really good experience for me just to to see how how things worked in the league and to be a part of a uh, an organization like milwaukee that was so good and had such good players and was run the right way and i got to see how how to win at the highest level um, and how to succeed at the highest level. So it was it was a great experience. Winning was obviously a lot of fun. Was really happy for all the guys on our team. But uh, I, I really took a lot from that. Even though I didn't get really play a whole lot, felt like I got better as a player. Really improved and um, certainly learned plenty. What were some of the great lessons you learned as you first got into the NBA, Sam? I, I'll say. I think the biggest thing that I learned is just it's so different from college. Obviously, the, the talent, the athleticism is greater, but the fact that in college you have 30-some-odd games and in the NBA you have 80, there's a, a physical stamina that you have to develop. But I didn't really have to deal with that because I wasn't playing. But I think mentally you have to be – you have to learn how to just – honestly be okay with losing at times. Um, and that sounds bad, but what I mean by that is that Utah State, like every game was so important to us. Like if we lost, we felt like our NCAA tournament chances were, were in flux and whatnot. And in the NBA, it's a little different. Like you got to learn to just 
to just move on to the next game or move on to the next quarter or whatever. And I really learned well from the guys in Milwaukee, Giannis, Chris, and Drew, specifically those three guys. Like we go down two nothing to Milwaukee or to Brooklyn in the second round, and you know I thought I thought everyone would be super stressed and anxious about everything and felt like everything was on the line and those guys just showed up the next day and were really professional and just just kept kept moving along and same thing happened in the finals we're down two nothing um and felt like there'd be a uh again that same anxiety nervousness whatever and it just wasn't there and those guys were really good at being professional and just not not worrying too much about what was gone going on just focusing on you know, the next day and having a sense of urgency for sure, but just being professional, going to work the next day, working hard, being the same person. And I thought those were, were valuable lessons for me as a player. Sam Merrill, Utah State, great current NBA player. Sam, if I can ask as, as respectfully as I can. So we talked about you were drafted by the Bucks. Now you find yourself in Memphis. What was that process like? Because you go to from, you know, Utah State to adjust the NBA and then next season you're on a different team. How was – what was that like for you? What what happened? How did it unfold? All that. Yeah, so I had uh, I'd, out of the draft, I had signed a two-year deal with Milwaukee. First year was fully guaranteed. The second year, there was a trigger date where Milwaukee had to either um, guarantee my contract or waive me, and that was uh, sometime during the beginning of August. And Milwaukee was coming up on a on a decision and um, I, they, they liked me, everything they said, they, they liked me, um, really liked me, but there were some tax issues that they were going through. Obviously it's an expensive team. And so before waiving me, they decided, Hey, we're going to call around and see if anyone um, wants to trade for you. Uh, and they, they, they would definitely have waived me, I think, but, there was also a possibility of coming back. I probably would have played with their G League team, not their G, their summer league team, gone to camp and uh, seen what happened there. But they called around, and Memphis was one of the teams that um, I knew had really liked me coming out of the draft. I, I felt like Memphis was potentially one of the teams that would have drafted me, and um, they still really liked me. I got to play with their G League team during my rookie year in the G League bubble, and uh, got to know a little bit of their staff and um, had a good experience there. So uh, they they had confidence in me, and uh, we were able to get that trade done. Sam, you're one of the smartest basketball players I ever saw play the game. But did you feel like when you got to the NBA, were you did you find yourself asking question after question after question about how your game can get better? And, and what did you see your game, or where did you see your game improve the most? Yeah, I think that's that's definitely – something that I had to do just to adjust and you know it's a it's a cutthroat league everyone talks about that like if you're not getting better if you're not adapting then you're probably in a lot of trouble and it's it's really hard for a lot of guys to go from the guy on their college team to just another guy on an NBA team and so I'm not the only guy that had to go through that but I had to learn you know where I could be successful and what I could do to be successful and for a little bit of there in Milwaukee, I, I think I tried to be someone that I wasn't. Um, tried to prove that I could do things that I know knew I could do, as opposed to just focusing on 
what I did best. And it took me a while. I had some rough games my rookie year. Didn't play great in the G League. Uh, was putting a lot of pressure on myself. And to be honest, like I, I think I had some, probably had some doubts about whether I could play in this league. And it took me a little bit mm. to to understand what I needed to do. And that was just to focus on what I did best. And that's at the NBA level, that's shoot the basketball. And so I worked really hard on being able to shoot on the move, being able to play off of other guys and um, be able to knock down shots, difficult shots, deep threes, contested shots, all that stuff. And really from the end of the regular season last year in Milwaukee to, to before I got hurt, that's where I, my confidence really started to get going. I, I uh, kind of started to figure out who I was at that level and, Honestly, like I look back and will occasionally rewatch some games at Utah State, and I'm just like, man, I'm a much better shooter. I would be a much better scorer now, um, and I've really, really felt like I've gotten a lot better. And you know, as soon as I get healthy, I'm going to continue to work like that. But just feel much more confident. You know, like I said a year ago, I, to be honest, I had some doubts. wasn't sure if I really belonged in this league, but now I'm fairly confident that I do. Sam Merrill, Utah State, great current Memphis Grizzly. Sam, with senior night tomorrow for this iteration of the Utah State Aggies, what was what's the moment that stands out to you, right? You have a, a very storied career, a lot of big shots. I know Ajay's going to ask about. What is something, if someone said number one memory, what is it for you at your time at Utah State? <laughs> well, aside from winning that last conference <laughs> championship game, um, I just remember that that week, um, my junior year, we played San Diego State and Nevada at home, and the Nevada game was was great. Obviously, it was incredible, but the San Diego State game was a huge moment for us. Um, we had not beaten them since we had joined the conference. Uh, they had beaten us earlier in the season, and it was that week where we felt like this is our this is our chance right here. And I've I know everyone knows I grew up an Aggie fan. I've I've been to a lot of the iconic Utah State home games from the 2000s. I was at the Nevada game from 2007, maybe 2008, when Chaz Spicer hit those free throws. Um, Was at JC's the night he broke the record, the scoring record. Was at his senior night. A lot of those games I've been to. And that that game against San Diego State, like in that first half, we went on a little like six zero run, and the the building was shaking. Like I could feel it on the court <laughs> that it felt like it was shaking, and I just got goosebumps being like, finally, after three years of working our tails off and you know going through some ups and downs, like we're finally back. That's that was a special moment for me. I've got dead chills. Like, I honestly got chills as he said that. Uh, Sam, uh, I do want to ask you a couple questions before we close this up. I I know you've got things to do, and we can't tell you enough how much we appreciate joining us. Yes. Uh, But uh, the first question, Justin Bean, Brock Miller wrapping up their careers. You got a chance to see Justin Bean grow right in front of your eyes, and you were a big part of him growing up on the basketball court. What has it been like to see them grow and now complete their careers as an Aggie? Yeah, I mean, those two – are special dudes. They're great friends of mine. Uh, love those two to death. I'll start with Brock. Like Brock was a pretty high recruit coming in, and um, just 
the way that he's fought through his back issues is pretty pretty special. Um, he's he's been a part of some really really good teams. He's been an important part of some really good teams at Utah State, and I know for some reason he gets a lot of flack sometimes from fans. But I mean, what he has done going through his injuries, he's an incredible teammate. He brings it every day. He communicates. He plays really hard, um, and he really cares about Utah State. And honestly, I didn't. I had heard. I didn't think he was coming back this year. That when he got hurt, I know he's he's in a his back's in a bad spot. So for him to even come back this year and decide he's going to try and finish this season out, like I hope he he deserves a ton of credit. Like dude has worked so hard and has fought through some serious some serious pain. So really happy for him that he's back and he's going to be able to finish it out. And I mean, Justin, I remember when he got, when he got to Utah State, his first couple of days, um, we had a conditioning test and he had just shown up and he, he looked just like a return missionary, like kind of looked like a little goon and uh, <laughs> seemed kind of awkward. And he, he dominated that conditioning test. Like he was probably, probably had the best score I would think. Um, but he has grown so much as a player. Uh, um, he, he, he was so quiet his first couple of years and we tried really hard to get him to talk and communicate and be a leader. Cause he's ha- cause he has that in him. And I know now, like he's, he's grown so much as a leader, obviously a great player. We don't need to talk about what he does on the floor, his ability to, to rebound and make plays and be a winning player. And, the way that he has, um, the way that he interacts with the fan base, like I'm jealous. I, I I would have loved to have been a guy like that. It's just not really my personality. But like his ability to go out there and and talk with students before the game and go out into the community and do all that type of stuff, like I I can't imagine the type of ovation he's going to get tomorrow night. Hopefully, it's after a win. Um, but just really happy for those two. Hope they can finish this season out strong. All right, Sam, final question. You've had a lot of great shots in your life, and you're like I said, you're one of the smartest players I ever saw play the game. Give me your three most memorable shots that you had in your Utah State Aggie career. Um, I would say, well, we know what number one is, so I would say. <laughs> yeah, the uh, game winner against, like in some <laughs> exhibition game, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I gotta think about this for a half second. You're good. I'm throwing on the spot. There's just here. so many of them. Andre. I know, right? <laughs> no, I don't know about that. But I played four <laughs> years, played 140 games, quite a few. That's what I'm um, saying. There's just a bunch to go through. How do you pick them? Pick just three out. I still um, think your transition three in against San Diego State in the when you guys kind of went on that run and you were starting to catch fire. I remember you're on the far side of the court, going from left to right, and you stop on a dime and you pull up like six, seven feet above the arc from the left wing and drill it. Still amazed me that you I, took that shot. I actually was – that was that came to my head right before you brought it up. I was actually going to say that that's – because I had never taken a shot like that. Like I had taken transition threes, but never like that. And <laughs> for whatever reason, I was just – had all the confidence in the world during that tournament. <laughs> like just felt like everything I threw up was going to go in. And Yeah, you're right. That would probably be number two. And then – Number three, I will say 
when I'm, I'm just thinking like late game shots. Uh, senior year at Colorado State, I think I hit a yes. three to put us up four with maybe twenty five seconds left. Yeah, something like that. Right, late, yeah. Right over my right over my boy Nico Carvacho. <laughs> um, and that was a big that was a big win for us. Um, so I'll say I'm sure there's something different, but I'll say that for right now. I love it. Sam, we can't thank you enough for joining us on the show. We know you're a busy guy, and we appreciate you so much. And not only that, but we appreciate everything you did for Utah State basketball and the way you always carried yourself here at Utah State University. You're always one of the most cherished uh, Utah State athletes ever, and that will be the case forever and ever and ever. And thank you so much. We appreciate you. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate the time. All right, Sam. Take care.